0: Welcome to Spilling the Crime, a true crime podcast hosted by... Me, Umberto Mello, And me, Jonas Grancha!
1: Join us in this big adventure where we will be talking about crimes with a tipsy twist. How this crime happens, I want to know what the fuck is the unwrapped chocolate.
0: Her name is Sh- uh, Sharma
1: Melngeling. Magma, Magmar? <laughs> Magmar meningitis, what? Where's the dick, Lorena? Where is the dick? The mean, dangerous yeah, questions. No, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> we did not agree with this. <laughs> Carl said that- Don't comp- like what? Don't copyright us. Don't copyright us, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please don't. So, grab your glass, cause the spilling is about to begin. Hi everyone! This is Deb from Dying To Be Found. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that episodes contain disturbing discussions on harmful acts and crimes against animals and or humankind. Recordings are not intended for young or sensitive audiences due to the content nature of this podcast. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Well, hi, everyone. This is Deb. And this is Beth. And we want to welcome you to episode number 28 of Dying to be Found, or at least I think it's episode 28. Beth, I'm so busy this week. I'm not keeping up with that. But yeah, as always, we appreciate you joining us and thanks so much for being here today. If you have a storyline that you would like to hear, please shoot us an email. Or you can now go to our brand new link tree. You can find the link tree in our show notes because who wants to be looking all over the internet for us? So now you have us all in one place. I'm pretty excited about it. Before we get started, though, as always, let's check in with
0: Beth. Hi, what's up? Well, I had a good weekend, starting to think about fall already and the crispness because our evenings now are cool. How was that heat wave a couple of weeks ago? It was hot. Holy we're not used
1: to such hot weather. Hey listen before we get started I wanted to mention the intro that you all just heard and I found a really good new podcast called Spilling the Crime and I love these guys vibes. Umberto and Jonas are hilarious. I listened to them this morning while I was getting ready for work so be sure to check them out. Yes check them out. Is there anything else you want to talk about besides the weather? No. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to tell our listeners today that our logo does say it all. We're always open to interpretation. So we're going to take a slight detour to our storyline today. Beth, I was feeling like there was a lot of heaviness as far as the stories that we've been telling. And I thought we would take a little... Palette cleanser today.
0: I think it's a great idea.
1: Yeah so I want to thank you personally because you're giving me the storyline that I went to research on this and I'd never heard of our topic today so it's pretty cool and I'm looking forward to telling you. For our listeners you all, Beth told me the story about the bog bodies. Never heard of them. So she was all gung-ho and then she might have been wanting to go boating one of those weekends. Who knows because she loves the water that much. but I was the one that ended up researching this. It's a great story. It's going to kind of take a detour from some of the morbid tales that we have to tell. But I'm excited about this one.
0: And I don't think anybody else has done this. I, I searched under podcast bog bodies. Yeah. Nothing came up. So folks we're the first to present this with you yeah
1: so hopefully our ratings will go up under documentaries <laughs> in where i think in iceland we're doing pretty good in iceland with the documentary so hey everybody
0: in iceland thanks for listening in my research on another topic i happened to read the credits on other stories that might be of interest yeah and as soon as i saw bog bodies i knew we'd have to get a good story to report especially after string of hard ones
1: Yeah, it has definitely been tough.
0: So what has caught
1: your attention with the bog bodies?
0: Well, I've I've always been interested in Pompeii. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know of that, they had a big volcano back in, oh my goodness, I don't even know what year or era that would be, but so long ago. And the bodies were left with faces screaming when they were uncovered. <gasps> and I learned all that in school and I really enjoyed that. Wow. Learning that history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's something that
1: I've always enjoyed too. I mean, dad has been phenomenal with giving us history lessons throughout our lives, but I don't think I appreciate, I mean, I loved going to the different museums and things that he would take us to, but I'm sure I probably didn't have a full appreciation of it until I was an adult.
0: Yeah, we were pretty young when he took us to a lot of those places, so we wouldn't have got as much out, Mm -hmm. but he sure did know his stuff. Yeah, he did.
1: So why don't you tell our listeners what a bog is? Because again, I had no idea until I started researching this. But since this was your story that you roped me into researching, I want you to tell everybody what a bog is.
0: Okay. It's a wetland area and it's a combination of land and water. The water flow is similar to a swampy area, which is very still and does not generate a flow like you would see in a river, lake, or stream. It accumulates an abundance of peat, which is a mixture of moss integrated with other vegetation and dead plant materials. It is used in peat fuel, which tends to burn slower than a traditional log fire. And in my notes, I did see that there are bogs in the southern states.
1: Yes, like in the, I feel like it's uh, Louisiana, New Orleans area.
0: Yes. And it says that the bogs there are totally different than the ones overseas, which is what we're going to be talking about today. I think
1: I actually found one or maybe I touched on it. It's actually been a couple of weeks since I've looked this up, but I will touch slightly on the bogs in North America. But yeah, you're right. It's going to be more overseas. Do you know the differences?
0: I read it, but I didn't retain it. (laughs) i'm such a goof oh
1: goodness hey listen i wonder though is this the same peat moss that would be in my planters for the garden because it really absorbs a lot of water and i really tried using that this summer when i was gardening because I heard peat moss was really good. I live in a very dry area. So in order to retain water so that my plants are trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to grow vegetables. And I'm just experimenting a little bit this year. So I've thrown that in with my planters to hold in the moisture for flowers and veggies. Mm-hmm. Because I heard that the nutrients are really good. So I don't know if that's the same. I'm assuming it is. It would have the same properties, but... It's not exactly. Okay. Well, I did read that peat moss can decompose a body all the way down to its skeleton in just a couple months due to its high acidity and low oxygen levels. But these bodies can also become well-preserved through something similar to tanning. And what I mean by that, I want you to think about a tanned hide when you've got these I don't even know what the name of the person is turned f- flesh into leather so they have to tan the hide of an animal mm-hmm. I guess maybe they're called tanners
0: I'm not sure of the name neither but you're certainly on the right track But you you understand. I do. Yeah.
1: Well, since the first discovery of bog bodies, Beth, more than 1,000 bog bodies have been found and are sometimes confused with murder victims because of their mummified state and much of the fact that their body is still intact when people discover them.
0: Yes. Did you see the photos?
1: I did. And I'm going to say it's intriguing, most definitely. But boy, do they ever look like leather. It's almost disturbing in a way because the features are so predominant.
0: Yes. I totally agree with what you're saying. It, it is uh, creepy.
1: It is creepy, definitely, because every bit of their facial features, even their fingernails, are preserved in such a way that it almost looks like they're bronzed, like it's a bronzed statue. Yes. Exactly. Okay, so you and I are on the same page. We are. Well, we mentioned that these bogs are found overseas and more specifically in the northwestern European areas. There are also bagel bogs found in North America around that Gulf Coast area, Beth, and I did look this up. Yeah, that that kind of rung a bell, definitely in the New Orleans area, and I have traveled there quite frequently. So I've seen the swampy lands, but I... I have not seen the bogs per se, but I can imagine if you watch any movie that is where the scenery is like really old south swampy areas, then I think that would be comparable to the bog lands of the Gulf Coast.
0: Well, I've been to New Orleans several times and I certainly know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I cannot take the humidity. The climate there is beyond my comfort level, but I do know that the bogs can run very wide and deep and the decay does occur very slowly over time. For our listeners who've never been to the deep south regions, think about the movies where you see pictures where you have people living in the bayou. And they have houses built in the swamp. Are you imagining that, Beth?
0: Yes, I am. I'm imagining
1: CSI. (gasps) Yes, that's a great comparison. So you've got a lot of moss hanging over the trees as people glide through the alligators in the still brown water. There are also lots of deep-rooted vegetation in a very, I would say, icky, low-lying area. So hot and sticky days, but cool climates at night. All of that results in slow plant growth. And bogs are referred to as a cool weather swamp that naturally preserves human tissues and provides the tannins that I had mentioned which is a natural chemical used in tanning leather. So that is why these bodies really are a combination of looking bronze and having that tanning effect.
0: Yes. I, when you say bronze, it takes me back to the bronze figures that I had from dad. Do you remember those, the military? Oh, yes. I have some. It just it looks exactly the coloring and just the leathery look it just it is exactly like it's been bronzed Mm -hmm. well interesting
1: fact bogs sometimes give off a bluish flame That's caused by the chemical reactions in those areas. And folklore tales, Beth, say bogs are haunted and lure people in, tempting them into its depths and doom through its own energy. Now, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I would agree. On another note, I do like to go to psychics some of you might be cringing, but I love it. And some of the things do come true. You don't think so at the time. I see that goes hand in hand with folklore tales about hauntings and luring people in. Because I personally do believe that there are spirits among us.
1: Oh yeah, I absolutely do as well. I agree. Well, let's talk about the bog bodies. Archaeologists can date Remain's all the way back to 10,000 years ago. And I'm going to date myself in history just a bit here and lay out some time references. So when I talk about them, you can get an idea of how old these bodies are. So let's go to history class, shall we? Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about the Stone Age just real briefly, which occurred approximately 3.4 million years ago. This era was named the Stone Age because of when tools and weapons were made from stone and consisted of sharp edge points. Now the Bronze Age Beth, ironically, was from 3300 BC to 1200 BC, It was named this because of the high use of bronze during this era. Now, the Iron Age was between 1200 BC and 600 BC, which was named when settlers began using iron for tools and
0: weapons. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, again, let's paint a picture of some of the remains In some cases, all that have been found are the skeletal remains, but a lot of times these bodies are mummified and their full composition is still intact. When I say intact, I mean that their full remains are still preserved. And I encourage our listeners and you, Beth, if you've not done this so far, to go and look up some of the pictures of the bog bodies, because it really is pretty neat to see that human beings can be so well preserved. And they do look rather leathery, in my opinion. But I mean, that does not do it justice. You have to go see for yourself.
0: Yeah, folks, go look at those photos. You'll be really
1: wild. Yeah. Archaeologists believe that many of the bodies ended up in the bogs through accidental drawings, as in being folklore, being drawn in Beth, suicides and concealed murders. These areas were very hard to get to and very dangerous, but were resourceful to settlers back in the day. And I'm going to actually make a little side note here because there was a movie with, what was his name? Matthew McConaughey? Well, you can look up his name. Google him. Why don't you
0: Google him while I'm talking? Put Matthew in and McConaughey comes up first. He's one damn good looking man.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is and he's got a one of those voices. You know what I mean? Free State of Jones.
0: Yeah, that's why I just found that.
1: Civil War movie. It's called Free State of Jones and it was just made in 2016. But I thought that was a really cool movie because he and his troops would go back to the bog area anytime they wanted to have refuge away from being chased by other soldiers. That's where they went because nobody could catch them back there.
0: That sounds like an interesting movie. Mm -hmm. It was really, really good. So
1: people would often try travel through bogs to collect peat for fuel, which I had mentioned earlier burns a little slower than the wooden logs that most people use. They also collected materials to make their textiles, baskets, and
0: even roofing for shelter. Yes, I believe that is done over around Ireland, is it not? It could be in Ireland.
1: Now, due to the density, bogs were also home to abundant food resources. Of course, it makes sense if it's hard to get in there, Beth. I think the wildlife is really going to take over. Other bog bodies were discovered with their hair and fingernails neatly trimmed. Fingerprints were also preserved, Beth. That is cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And archaeologists could even see well-defined tattoos on some of these bodies. For goodness sakes. Yeah. Researchers believe that many bog bodies were taken there for ritualistic ceremonies due to the conditions they were found in, and that's something I'm actually going to touch on as we go on. Artifacts such as ceramics and jewelry, long plates of human hair, and figurines carved from wood, plus musical instruments were also discovered in the European bogs. Archaeologists believe that these items may have been used for bargaining, thanksgiving, or honoring local spirits or ancestors the ones that lure you in i'm sure yes they certainly
0: would
1: (laughs) well we're going to talk a little bit about some violent deaths here beth it actually gets i mean this portion of my research that you forced me into i couldn't get past all this
0: i couldn't either. that's why i asked you to do it (laughs) (laughs)
1: It was a lot to wrap my head around for sure, but I just, it was almost like the rabbit hole on this one. You find one and then there's another one and then there's another one. Yes. Yeah. So I found a lot more than I expected on this. So it's kind of cool. Evidence points to a lot of violent deaths, which may contribute to the rituals that I had mentioned because when found, Most bog bodies were found to have experienced strangulation or blunt force or sharp force trauma, which basically means, Beth, that somebody unfortunately got whacked over the head or stabbed. Researchers believe that many of the bog bodies are that of executed criminals or ceremonial scapegoats used as an example for members of the community to watch out for themselves. And this would be something that they did to keep the community members in line. How would they know to do that? Do you know what I mean? How would they know to do what?
0: Like, how do they know that throwing a body in there?
1: I don't think that they actually had full knowledge of what would happen with the bodies, Beth. I think that over time, I mean, I had mentioned that some of these bog bodies go back 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. So I think that this was just an easy way to dispose of the body. I mean, what better way if there's alligators?
0: Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm.
1: Or a th- thick brush where, you know, there's not going to be a ton of evidence left behind. So if they're just dumping these people in the bogs, then they're probably thinking these people are going to sink or maybe be eaten by wild animals out there.
0: I see your point.
1: So it was just an easy place to go dump people. Mm -hmm. Also along the lines of violence, hands and ankles were tied and in some cases there was evidence of hanging that had occurred and multiple bodies were discovered decapitated or dismembered throughout the bogs. Many heads of both men and women had been found across Britain and Ireland, likely going as far back as the Bronze Age. So that goes back to 3300 BC to 1200 BC. That's
0: a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So can you give us a little um, information on what type of bog bodies you're finding in your reading?
1: Oh gosh, yeah. I actually came across several famous bog bodies that I did not know was famous until I did my research. A 2,000 year old, I'm going to say Yiddy. it's Y-D-E, and I apologize for chopping up any of the pronunciations Somebody please correct me. Not that you've ever done that before. No, I really do try to go and listen to the pronunciations because I'm trying to respect the topics and the families that we're discussing. But I'm going to say in this case, I couldn't find the pronunciation. So I'm going to say Yiddie girl. We believe that she's 2000 years old from the Netherlands. She was discovered in 1897 in the whole scheme of things, Beth. That was not that long ago. No. The Yeetie girl was believed to be somewhere around the age of 16 and lived between 100 BC and 50 AD. It looked like she had severe scoliosis. When she was found, she was wearing a wool cloak and appeared to have been strangled to death with a cord because it was still wrapped around her neck when she was found researchers also believe that she was stabbed near her left collarbone, and they believe that this was a ritualistic killing because of her spinal condition. And I feel like a lot of the people who were sacrificed back in that era usually were had a ritualistic killing because if they had a condition such as that, they were the first ones to be targeted.
0: Yes, we've talked about that in, in uh, some of our podcasts.
1: Mm-hmm. Many... Of- other bog bodies had also been found to have spina bifida, scoliosis, skeletal dysplasia, or dyschondrosteosis, otherwise known as shortening of the bones. Now, half of Yiddy Girl's hair had been cut off, which was pretty common with many of the other bog bodies found throughout the years. So that just seemed to be a tradition to cut off half the hair before they performed rituals. Hmm. Now, the second bog body was a 2,400-year-old Toland man from Toland, Denmark, who was found in 1950 by two brothers who were out cutting peat at the local bog probably for fuel, Beth.
0: That would be pretty creepy finding somebody. Wouldn't it, though? Yes, not expecting it, and bam.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Well, the brothers, Vigo and Emil, thought that Toland Man had only recently passed away because they could still see his eyelashes and chin stubble. Wow. That is preservation right there. It is. Toland Man was wearing a pointed sheepskin hat and was estimated estimated to be somewhere around the age of 30 to 40 years old. He was around the height of five foot two inches and researchers believe that Toland man died somewhere between 405 and 380 BC. Now this is one of the coolest pictures that I did see. If you guys have a chance to go look him up, Toland Man, I had to go check out the chin stubble and the eyelashes.
0: I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. Tell me what you think. I will. While
1: you're doing that, Beth, I am going to let you know that Toland Man left a little surprise.
0: Oh, what would that
1: be? Well, it seemed he had not digested his last meal yet. He had likely eaten shortly before he was hung to death. So he probably had a last meal, which consisted of porridge containing barley, flax, and other seeds. And more recent research also discovered fish proteins in his system as well. So through DNA testing, I'm sure they were able to really, really
0: pinpoint some of the extra nutrients that were in his body. Well, I found Tuland Man. Yeah. And it's pretty creepy just seeing a head. Uh, yeah. You can even see some stitching in the headwear he was wearing.
1: Yeah. So what are your thoughts? I mean, they were found with their clothing intact. So
0: what? well preserved. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable folks. You have to go look. Oh yeah. And, and that is spelt T O L L U N D man. It's all you have to put in and then the mummified corpse will come up. Thanks,
1: Beth. Okay, researchers believe that the ingredients that Toland man had in his system pointed to a special occasion or ritualistic practices like I had mentioned. He was discovered with his eyes and mouth shut as well as lying in a fetal position. So he was likely at some point somebody closed his eyes, closed his mouth. And I'm not really sure how he would have gotten into that fetal position, but I would assume that if he was left in the bogs to decompose, that's an odd position to be left in.
0: It is, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So somebody had to have done that.
0: Yeah. Because it says he was hanged.
1: Yeah, that's true. So they would have had to have cut him down. Well, during the Ice Age, people were known for digging for Pete, which signifies gratitude towards the land. So I had mentioned that. That's part of the ritual right he still had a well-preserved leather noose tied around his neck and he was supposedly hung but ashley died of suffocation and not a broken neck mm. he also had parasites which likely contributed to drinking contaminated water and Tolan man's hair brain skin nails and intestines were all preserved
0: that's hard to imagine really intestines too yeah so i wanted to
1: drop another interesting fact there was another woman by the name of elling woman who was found in 1938 she was found 12 years prior to toland man and they would have lay only 200 feet between each other in the bogs for all that time, Beth. For the years that they were in the bogs, they were only 200 feet away from each other.
0: That's not far. That's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. So Elling Woman was probably around the age of 25 and lived during the early Iron Age. And Elling Woman also died of hanging, had her hair braided, and was found wearing a cloak that was sewn with fine thread.
0: Well, looking at the picture here, I do see the cloak.
1: Yeah, and they took such great care to clothe her. So I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. There isn't much on her.
1: Okay, so you're looking this up as we go? I am.
0: I am.
1: Aren't you being proactive? I love that. (laughs) Well, let's move on to Old Krogan Man. He was another bog body found in Ireland just in 2003, Beth. What? Yeah. So he is believed to have been alive somewhere between 350 and 175 BC because he was found with classic signs of living in the Iron Era. Interestingly enough, Beth... Old Krogan Man was extremely tall for that era and would have been somewhere around 6'6". And had a massive build Wow Yeah, that is definitely a giant in the times Certainly is Researchers believe that he may have led a privileged life And is currently on display in the National Museum of Ireland I want to go to Ireland just to
0: see him It would be interesting
1: Actually, that's on my bucket list anyway Ireland is on my bucket list Mm. And we have a great listener base over there Good Yeah Hello, Ireland (laughs) This is for you, Ireland well, old Krogan man may have been at one time considered a failed king who may have ruled during a war, famine, or epidemic that caused him to be dethroned. If he was ruling the empire at that time and anything went awry, of course he's going to be blamed. And that's when people would come after him to dethrone him. During unfortunate times like that, it was common for royalty to be given a violent death. So the new king coming in who was taking over would get the message that he'd better do something right. So, Game of Thrones, anyone?
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen Game of Thrones? I've heard everybody watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including my son. Yeah. Adam named his dog Arya. Oh. Oh. Am I on the right track with the right movie? I don't know. I've never watched it. Okay.
1: I'm just pretending that I've watched it. It's on my list of things to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. His his husky is named Arya. Okay. So he named it after one of the characters
0: in Game of Thrones. Yes. That's a beautiful dog. Thanks, Deb. I think he's pretty cute too. Too full of energy for my age. Oh yeah. That would be Ava.
1: Ava, Ava. Woo. Okay. I also read that old Krogan man could have been a sacrifice to the gods because get this Beth his nipples were cut off which goes back to the suggestion that he was a king because sucking a king's nipples. <laughs> can I say this without. Let's see if I can say this without laughing.
0: I've never heard such a thing. <laughs> take a look at the Krogan or take a look of the old Krogan man and that'll calm you down. He is grotesque.
1: Oh yeah, I don't even remember. It has been so long since I've done this research. I'm winging it now.
0: Look, I'm trying to be serious here. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, hold on. Deb, I read that he could have been a sacrifice to the gods. His nipples were cut off, which goes way back to the suggestion that he was a king. Because sucking a king's nipples was a gesture of submission in ancient Ireland. It's that easy. Just think how horrible he looks. It
1: did. That was uh, horrifying. With all that said and done of trying to get this out, Beth, his nipples were cut off, which goes back to the suggestion that he was a king because... Oh, <laughs> shit, Here we go again. <laughs> I'm glad it's your lines. Okay. Now I'm getting that image of how awful atrocious he is. <laughs> After... Oh, my God, you all. This is so hilarious. I've been laughing about this because of the line. I'm trying to get out right now (laughs) and I'm trying to envision on how horrific this guy looks because there's no way I could tell visually to note that his nipples had been cut off. It was known that sucking a king's nipples was a gesture of submission in ancient Ireland and removing Old Krogan Man's nipples points toward that failed king theory. Okay, ultimately Old Krogan Man died of strangulation, Stab. one wounds to the chest and was eventually disemboweled. You know what that means, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. So defensive wounds were found on his upper arms, suggesting that he fought for his life. Now remember, it's speculated that he was six foot six inches tall and he still, he had to have probably an army of people attacking him because if he was a strong man, well, he had holes cut into his arms to attach a twisted hazel to stake the corpse into the bog and prevent him from surfacing so I personally wanted to know what a, a twisted hazel was and you know those the wreaths that you can find at Hobby Lobby that are made of sticks and then kind of intertwined with each other yes so that's what a twisted hazel is mm-hmm. and they use that to stake him into the bogs
0: I actually see
1: it you see what I mean
0: yes I actually found a photo of the old Krogan man as we're speaking. And I do see that he does have that twisted hazel around his, it looks like a bracelet. Really? Yeah. In his, in the one body. I mean, this is a horrifying photo. Yeah. That's only like his torso. And if you blow it up, you'll see it was on his left arm.
1: Oh, I see it by his bicep.
0: Yes. I see it. Like a leather arm ring. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You certainly can tell that they did fight uh, very hard with this man because he certainly is damaged. Oh, yeah. So we're going to move on
1: to the next bog body who probably experienced one of the more brutal deaths so far, Beth. Lindau Man, who is believed to be in his 20s, died between 29 BC and 129 AD. And he was discovered near Wimslow, Cheshire in 1984. Lindow Man is currently on display in a British museum. It's cool that Europe has these bog bodies on display. It is. Is it disrespectful? though?
0: No, I don't think so. It's part of history, right?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: There's not much left of this poor man when I'm looking at his photo now.
1: No, do you know why? Why? He was examined by more than 50 research experts, so he's one of the more researched bog bodies. Interesting. Yeah, and even more interesting, Beth, he had a mustache and beard, mild arthritis, good teeth, and was well manicured. He
0: sounds like he's the upper crust.
1: Yep, he only wore a fox fur band on his left arm but was otherwise naked when he was found lindo man was discovered by a heavy blow to his back and did you say this is the one you're looking at right now yes so he had a heavy blow to his back and was marked by a broken rib and had two massive axe wounds in his head and his jugular was cut out.
0: Oh my gosh, they're really archaic, aren't they? Uh-huh,
1: yeah. Speaking of that, he was also garroted or strangled with a ligature made from animal tendons, and archaeologists believe that his throat was cut before being thrown face down into the bog. Wow. Yeah. The radiologist who performed x-rays on Lindo Man named him Pete Marsh, get it? I do! I <laughs> do! Well, he was given this name at first when they wanted to look for fillings to determine if this was a modern body or a bog body. Oh. Remember how I said that bogs were common to throw or disguise murdered bodies? Yes. They were probably looking to see if he was a modern body. So moving on to Grobble Man, he was found in Denmark in 1952 when peat cutters were working in the bogs. And cutters were aware of Toland Man who was found in that area. They were actually very mindful when digging. However, the crew accidentally struck Grobble Man's head with a shovel, but he was still successfully excavated otherwise and is now the most x-rayed and analyzed corpse in the world. Hmm. Grobble Man's last dinner was soup laced with a hallucinogenic fungus, similar Beth to LSD. Experts believe that this was given to him to put him in somewhat of a trance state before a ritualistic sacrifice where they cut his throat from ear to ear. And the reason he's believed to have been sacrificed is due to the bad harvest where people were performing rituals to a fertility god. They were basically praying and holding rituals for a good crop. CT scans show that Grobbleman received a sharp blow to his knees in order to incapacitate him. so he probably got struck down. that's when he was attacked. Mm-hmm. Additional CT scans showed that he was likely malnourished when he died and probably was more than likely poor. Contents from his stomach showed that his last meal was ground corn porridge, which was pretty much known at the time as a popper's
0: diet. Can I interrupt? I want to mention about that red hair because I'm looking at him. Oh yeah, he was the one with red hair. Yes, that red hair is still long and thick and it really is a red hair. That's very unusual. Maybe that's why they sacrificed him because he did have red hair, which was unusual for for those days yeah you might have a point
1: i mean they targeted people if they had spinal issues then i can see that he might have been targeted because of his hair yes now lesser known bog bodies have been discovered but i felt were just as interesting During the archaic times, people were known to bury their dead in the bog areas and wooden stakes were driven through the deceased body to keep them from floating to the surface. And I feel like that's what happened to the old Krogan man to keep them from resurfacing. In North America, a total of 168 bog bodies dating back 8,000 years have been discovered so far in Windover Pond, which is located in Florida. Get out. That's a lot of bodies. Sure is. I mean, that's kind of, you have to think, wow, that's uh, a little fishy that there would be that many in that area, eh? Oh, for sure. When some of these bodies were discovered, their DNA showed that many bog bodies were of Asian or Native American descent, and many showed little tooth decay, but their teeth were ground down quite a bit due to sand being in their food or people using their teeth as tools during the time. I'm going to move on to Amcotts Moore woman, who was discovered in 1747 in Lincolnshire, England. And I don't have a lot to go on with this case, Beth, but all that is left of her is her left shoe made of leather that places her in the Roman period. I thought that was interesting. Yes her right shoe and hand at one time were sent off to the Royal Society in London, but these artifacts have since disappeared. That's a shame.
0: It is, it is.
1: Another bog body was that of Worsley Man, whose head was discovered in 1958 near Manchester, England, and he's believed to date back to the early to mid-Roman periods, which falls between AD 131 and 251. He's believed to be between the age of 26 to 45 at the time of his death and was discovered in the bogs during a modern day police investigation of a man who police thought had murdered his wife. How interesting, Beth, that they're out there in the bogs looking for this guy and they come across Worsley Man. Yeah, that would be, again, creepy. Oh yeah, when you're not looking for him, absolutely. Well, Worsley Man had a sharp object buried in his neck tissue, which leads researchers to believe that he was decapitated. Oh. And they also believe that someone made two attempts on decapitating him where Worsley Man was nicked in the jaw at least once. Regardless, both blows came from behind with either a wide blade sword or an axe. He also had metal staples and twists of wire pinning his flesh together. Some say maybe like an ancient stitch. If, if he had cut himself, he might have had stitches. I'm not really sure.
0: Interesting for going back all those years. Yeah, to the Roman times. Yeah, it sounds like modern medicine with metal staples and wire pinning.
1: Mm-hmm. A 2300 year old clony caven man found in ireland looked to be a vegetarian as fruits and vegetables were still found in his stomach so beth this bog body also kept up with his grooming because he had styling gel in his hair made from pine resin and plant oils known to come from france
0: and spain how interesting is that very i can't believe that men back then would be worried about gelling hair yeah, that's
1: ingenious for the time, for sure. Archaeologists believe that he may have come from royalty. Clony Caven Man died from three blows to the head, but was also strangled, stabbed, hit on the nose and chest, and was disemboweled. Researchers believe that he was also sacrificed as a ritualistic death. We're going to talk quickly about two weirding men who were found in the Netherlands in 1904 and could have been alive between 100 BC and 50 AD, the same time around as the Yiddy Girl. And although we refer to these two as weirding men, some believe that they were a man and woman couple. Others believe that they could have been brothers father and son or even lovers one of the weirding men had a large chest wound was disemboweled which can be a sign of the iron age europeans attempting to see into the future by reading a victim's intestines or internal organs
0: reading as in spiritual haunt yeah like you're psychic That is strange. Isn't it
1: though? Like back in the day, okay, no TVs, nothing to, (laughs) not all these distractions that we have today. Like where do they come up with some of these things?
0: That one is unbelievable. Can't even imagine how they would come up with that.
1: I know. I wonder if Yeti Girl and Weirding Men were somehow related, Beth, because they were both alive around the same year. Now this is something I was just thinking about. And they were both found in the same bog area. In the Netherlands. So could the Yiddie girl be the daughter of we're gonna say the Weirding men? But if some people believe that the couple was man and woman, maybe Yitty Girl was their daughter. That could be. Very interesting thought there. I mean, I'm sure the researchers know better than me. I'm just a podcaster. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to do this in a German way because I took German in high school. Renswuren man, which I know I'm butchering it and I and I don't mean to. Renswuren man was discovered in Germany in 1871 and was the first to be labeled as a bug body. He was believed to be around the ages of 40 and 50 and lived between 100 BC and 100 AD. He was also believed to be a murder victim who died due to a blow to the head and afterwards his body was smoked to preserve it, then placed in the bogs with a woolen cloak and a skin cape. Now that's crazy. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting that they would smoke his body.
0: I mean, smoking, does that preserve it any more than putting them in the bogs? I've never heard in, in everything I've ever read about smoking a body. Anyway,
1: yeah, that's pretty cool. Goodness, I'm not sure how to say this one. It's a gay man was discovered in Galloway, Ireland in 1821 and is believed to be around 25 years old. Researchers believe that he was alive between 400 and 200 BC and was one of the bodies staked down. He was discovered lying on his side naked but covered with a skin cape and it appeared that he was strangled to death with a band of willow rods. Now, Osterby Man was discovered in Osterby, Germany in 1948. Only his decapitated head was found, which was wrapped in a deerskin cape. He had a blow to his left temple, which is likely what had killed him. When discovered, Osterby's hair had turned red from peat chemicals. Okay, interesting because that's the same as man. I wonder if the peat is turning their hair red. Could be. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. When he was discovered, his hair had turned red from peat chemicals and he was tied to a Swabian knot commonly worn by a tribe in Germany at the time, Winsby Girl. Was found in England in 1952 with half her hair cut off. I had mentioned, Beth, that that was a ritual of the time. Mm -hmm. She is believed to have only been 13 or 14 years old when she died. Yeah, she was found with a woolen blindfold over her eyes and likely died, obviously, of unnatural causes. A man was also found, at the same time, lying only five yards from Winby Girl's body, Hmm. and some believe that the couple were being punished for committing adultery. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, it's unfortunate. Last but not least, Mini Broaden woman was found in Ireland in nineteen seventy eight And researchers believe that she came from the 16th century, anywhere between 1500 and 1600 A.D. She wore a woolen cloak and was in her late 20s or early 30s. And researchers believe that she was a murder victim or may have died by suicide. So that was the list of bog bodies that I came up with, Beth. And there could have been more than this, but I wanted to end by telling you that bog bodies are becoming quite the thing on. TikTok. What? Can you imagine? What? Yeah. More than eight million people viewed the Haldromis woman Bogbody? on TikTok, which was another bog body found in similar conditions as the others that I had talked about. Now, what do you think of people going on TikTok and doing their thing, talking about bog bodies on social media?
0: Well, I was going to say that's horrifying, but what are we doing?
1: Oh my gosh, you are so right. Well, we're giving a historical aspect documentary to the mysteries of the bog bodies, but you're right. I guess they're doing their own little 15 second Stint. Well,
0: we're gonna spend about an hour on this. I don't think TikTok. I I hope they wouldn't be making fun and joking around because that is somebody's body.
1: Yeah, I actually looked it up because you know I was like, well, a little bit. I mean, I really couldn't find very much on it. Oh, did you? Technically, I went to try to go look it up because I was like, ooh, what? Well, who's doing this on TikTok? But in all aspects, I couldn't find very much. But what I did, it did not look disrespectful. It looked like. It was more of the person in the background, maybe showing the picture in the background, like scenery. Good. Yeah. So it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't disrespectful. So that's good.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So there's your little history lesson for today. And that's where we're going to end it. What do you think? Did I do a good job?
0: You did an excellent job and you deserve a medal for getting through all of that reading material that I couldn't get through. (laughs)
1: Oh, I couldn't get through the poor old Krogan man and his nipples torn off. That was awful. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, that is our little history lesson that hopefully was a a little bit of a I don't know, I thought this was a really cool story but I'm glad that we could do this as opposed to talking about some of the stories that we have been talking about in the last couple weeks.
0: Yes, this was a very interesting turn of the tables. Yeah. So, at uh, this stage, I always ask do you have a teachable moment for us? Teachable moment? Yes, I know it's difficult to travel
1: these days, especially with covid i think we're still in the residuals of that but life does seem to be getting back to normal and if you have not had an opportunity to visit a museum where any of these bog bodies are that we had talked about today do it get out of the house and make up for lost time people these younger generations have so many distractions with social media bog bodies on tiktok video games and all the other things that Beth, you and I didn't actually grow up with. And there are some things to be said about gaining appreciation of history through your own personal experiences. I personally have been to the Smithsonian's in Washington, D.C. I've been to New York's and Atlanta's art museums and countless aboriginal museums in Canada. Beth, I don't remember you actually going with me on those trips but Dad
0: used to take me there
1: all the time. And that was one of my really fond memories of historical remnants of Canadian history.
0: That's because your dad's favorite. (laughs) He
1: didn't have favorites, or so he said. Oh, he did. Did he tell you that? Did he really tell you that, though? No, he didn't have to. No, but I will go...
0: But I will go to a palm reader or somebody and I will find out for you. Will you please find out? Because I'm going to say
1: I think I was his favorite, but he didn't really show it because in all actuality, he was... Yeah, you were his favorite. (laughs) Okay, maybe because I was the one that really loved to go to those museums with him because we did go all the way up to Moosinee, Ontario one time up there and really toured some... Historical areas, and it was really, really cool to see those cultures living way
0: up north. It would be.
1: Yeah. So, you never went to the longhouses with us? I did. And how he used to talk about preparing the dead for burial rituals? Mm hmm. Okay. I always found that to be very, very interesting. I don't care how old I was. Yes, it was. And you know, the other cool thing was anytime he'd see a freshly plowed field, we would have to stop because that was the best time to find arrowheads. Yes. And he always found the good ones. I could never find anybody. He always found the good ones.
0: But I found the best one and the biggest one. Oh. And you'll never believe where. Where. Where we grew up. Really? Where? Yes. I, w- I was running through a field beside your friend, Jill. Yeah. And as I was running, I spotted it. And then I stopped and went over and dug it up. And there it was. It would be about two inches in... uh, length. Wow. Perfect condition? Perfect condition. And strangely, from what we saw from looking with dad, this one was like a dirty ivory color. Did you show it to him? Oh, well, I did. And he took it and put it in with his collection.
1: Did he say good job? No. Okay. So he took it and kept it as his own. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) And that's a wrap. Wait, I'm not done with my teachable moment. Sorry, we got off track. My point is... (laughs) Yeah we did. So my point is get off your screens and get out into the world. There's so much to see out there with more meaning behind getting your hands-on lessons other than reading it online or in a textbook or even watching a documentary. Seeing is believing folks and sometimes you need that up close and personal approach to fully comprehend how the world was even 100 years ago. So my teachable moment is to simply get out there and explore where you can when you can and there we go that's my teachable moment today that was a very good one I still love to go to museums and art galleries I do too I haven't been to one in quite some time but I do have some local ones around here that I've been to occasionally but I've really seen all I can see around here so it's time to venture out it is yeah so there we have it bog bodies and deb's teachable moment and that's a wrap that is a wrap thanks for listening and before we go we would love for you to leave a review on one of your favorite podcast platforms that really does help us in our ratings be sure to follow us on instagram twitter facebook and pinterest at dying the number two, the letter be found. And if you like our episodes, please rate, share and consider buying us a coffee. Be sure to leave a comment at buymeacoffee.com slash dying to be found spelled just like you see it in our logo. And thanks everybody. We will talk to you next Thursday. Bye.